Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Hi, everyone. It is Linda Lang here from ThoughtChange.com. I have a wonderful guest to share with you. I have Sonia Grover here from the UK. Sonia is the Heart Souls Heart Coach. She's an intuitive empath who works with sacred geometry and sound to help transformation. Sonia, say hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me along. Well, we're really happy that you're here. And I'm really curious about how you work with sacred geometry. So um, I first came about sacred geometry, although I didn't know what it was, uh, probably about 18 years ago. And I had a severe back injury. I couldn't really walk for more than about five minutes without being in pain, let alone sit. And I'd gone to the doctors and um, typically they'd sort of said, oh, well, it's just musculoskeletal. It's your age. You'll just have to live with it. Here's some painkillers. So I was not really going to take that on board. So I tried different things. I tried acupuncture. Uh, I tried osteopathy, chiropractic, massage, you name it. I tried all different things. And some of it helped a bit. The acupuncture helped a bit with pain relief, but it didn't actually get rid of the the problem so I was uh, having my nails done at the time and uh, a woman said to me oh have you tried Reiki so I said well hey I'll try anything so I, so I went along and I had a Reiki session and the first session I had was quite quite profound because it was like wow what's this weird stuff going on anyway I went back to see her and my back started to get better and within three months, it was healed. So I was like, wow, I, I, wow, this is amazing. And the woman said, well, you know, you can do this as well. And I said, can I? She said, yeah, you can learn to do this. And I knew then that I would teach it in some form or other. I knew then. But what actually happened during that process is that I actually, at two months old, cut off all the connections. I had been in hospital. I nearly died. And I just... Now I remember going, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. So I just cut off all my emotions. So for many years, I just, I just thought I didn't cry. And then I started to cry when I had Reiki. Well, that was a whole new experience for me. What's this crying all about? And I started feeling things. I just think it's amazing that an empath wasn't feeling. So it was like a skill that just turned on. It was like the tap turning on. And it was like, you know, it, it was a little bit overwhelming. And the reason for that was so I could then cope with the level of feelings and empathic abilities, but at the same time, be able to deal with it in, in a human capacity without being overwhelmed. So the left brain, right brain type stuff. So yeah, that I know now. So I started having all these feelings. And um, anyway, Fast forward, I then went on to uh, teach Reiki and I practiced at an animal sanctuary so I learned how to heal animals and I still teach it and I, I, I uh, teach animal healing. And as anybody that knows Reiki knows, and for any of your viewers that don't, the basis of Reiki is sacred geometry. And somehow, invisibly, infusing or attuning people, putting this sacred geometry in people. And I don't know whether anybody really knows how it works, we just kind of know it does work. 
So I worked a lot with that. And I also worked with a thing called Gaydon Heart Healing, which is basically sacred geometry in the form of channeled information and videos that have been put together. So, so within me, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of sacred geometry, but not so much from a technical perspective, more from an empathic feeling. And I think if I had to try and describe what sacred geometry was, I would say it's the core of our being. Because at a, at a quantum level, you know, when we start to, to break us down to our smallest level, we are all energy in motion. And then when you build that up till it, till it becomes matter and it becomes a cell and it becomes the DNA, every element of it is sacred geometry. But it's, it's the use of numbers and shapes which then take form. And you only have to look in, in nature. I think, isn't everything really sacred geometry? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that is one of the, one of the symbols that I was given, and I'll come on to that in a moment. Um, and this one is uh, peace. So I'm a little curious because you were, you've been given symbols. Yes, yes. And did they come through a dream or channel? Well, well they actually came completely out of the blue. Uh, at the time, I was doing this type of work and still working in corporate. So uh, I was going into meetings and getting very affected by everybody in the meetings. And, you know, years before I'd been trained in healing and massage and stuff, and they say, oh, you know, don't attach to other people's stuff and protect yourself. But it wasn't like that. This was different. This was like, I'm actually the person. And how did I know? Because I started having thoughts that were so alien to me in these meetings that it was like, these are definitely not my thoughts. These are like other people's. I can feel like I am them is the only way to describe it. And it just felt like, and I got guided that it was one of the senses or what I call the extra senses, one of the things that we would all be developing as we come to learn and understand what being one is about. So I knew it wasn't about cutting it off and it was not that I was picking other people's stuff up. So uh, this went on for quite a while. So I, I came home and I, I pondered and I thought, okay, I need some help from somebody. And then a woman came to mind that I knew very well, a friend of mine. And I thought, okay, I don't know what she's going to do, but I need some help from her. So she came over and uh, we sat down and she asked me some questions and I started crying. So whatever she was saying, I can't even remember them now. It was, you know, it was resonating. And then I stopped crying and I just started channeling. Now I've channeled before and I've channeled for a long time. For me, channeling is just where you get, you know, it can be different forms where you get divine inspiration uh, or, or you, you make a decision or do something intuitively. Um, can be, so channeling can be any forms. In this form, it was words coming out of my mouth that couldn't possibly have come from me. Um, these words started coming out and they said, we are uh, the Intergalactic Council and we uh, are giving you these symbols called the heart soul's heart and they are to connect you and I even struggle still a little bit to use this word humanity because my humanness gets in the way of sort of thinking oh can I possibly do that um, to basically to help anybody it resonates with to whatever level to move through 
this process, what most of us are terming now as ascension or growth or evolution, or some of the words they used were living in the fifth dimension. So it was to be given symbols and words that would help people with that. So over the next two to three years, we would get together and it's taken me quite a while to, I suppose, assimilate those symbols myself and be those symbols. I would imagine. I'm curious, Sonia, are they symbols like in Reiki? They have symbols that you can draw to call the energy. Is this something that you use to channel energy with or something that you might, say, put your glass of water on to shift your water? So all of the above. (laughs) Um, And as you know, um, well, I'm sure you know, and a lot of people watching this that may have had Reiki or been attuned to Reiki, one of the things they say about Reiki is that the symbols are not active unless you've been attuned. So the difference with these symbols is that they will still be active, but if you've been attuned, it will work on a whole different level, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you, so, so in terms of can you use these symbols to help with invoking certain energies within yourself uh, for protection and for all the other things that they stand for just by having a picture of them? Um, either as a screenshot or a card or something absolutely yes but obviously if you've been attuned to them which is what I was guided to do and I've held a few of the courses so it's kind of like just at the starting point now really the last year or so um, then obviously that's going to be a lot more powerful and what I was guided was to use a similar but dissimilar type of format to Reiki in terms of the teaching. So there's 33 symbols. And my idea is that as many people use these symbols, whether it's through the pack of cards, whether it's through something else, whether it's through the teachings, and go on to teach it and and spread that. Because the feedback that I've had from people that have had the healing, from people that have used the cords, from people that have been on the training, from people that have bought the app, has been when it resonates with them and it doesn't resonate with everybody not everything resonates with everybody but when it resonates with them very powerful so i'm in the process of um there you go so i'm in the process of uh, of putting together an online course so at the moment it's the courses are face to face and i do um courses where people are tuned to the symbols but i've also was guided to do a very simple it's two three hour face-to-face course which is just called transform through sound and sacred geometry where people are introduced to the symbols and we do a lot of experiential stuff so um you know i know you do a lot with water so we do with water that's been exposed to the symbols and i also work with using food that's been exposed to the symbols and so at this course a couple of clients came that had been clients of mine for a while and the card that was picked for them was was this card here future potential and they picked this card and and they they are very in tune with sacred geometry so so they sent me pictures uh of their new house so they said since they had that symbol uh and they took away the the card with them they had it on their side in their meditation room and they are absolutely adamant that because they'd worked with it and visualized it, it had manifested their new house and they sold the house and moved into a flat within three months. And they actually said they know 
that that card was an essential part of that. It's like it brought it to them. So nice, very nice. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's just one. That's just one example. But yeah, any of your viewers that have got um, any other symbols as well, these are things that are. When when I say them, people are probably going to say, "Oh, that's so obvious, right?" So the symbols can be uh, used uh, as screensavers on the PC, on the uh, on the phone, so on any device. They can be used to be placed under water. They can, so under water they can be used to be placed under food. They can be used, for example, under seats, under under pillows under beds, uh, behind pictures in rooms. So I have a few people that have them on their, like on their dashboard when they drive, you know, or, or under their seat, they use the protection one. So yeah, sort of almost any, anything you could think of where there's, there's a visual for you. Um, of course, they don't have to be used behind pictures, they can be used in front of pictures. It's endless, really. I think it's really interesting. I have some symbols too, myself, that I received through a dream. and. Uh, I didn't know how to use them when they first came until I was talking to someone who actually said to me, well, have you tried channeling the energy with the symbol? And it was like, no, like I couldn't believe that I hadn't thought of that. So I love that you have quite a variety of ways to use the symbols that, I mean, you don't have to actually even channel the energy that you can just use the card. If you do choose to be attuned to them, obviously that's a totally different experience. Um, and then they are within you. But I got told and guided um, that they will work without that, but obviously in a different way. It, it's not like, and we talked about this earlier, you know, people that know Reiki, it's not like the Reiki symbols that they won't work, they will work. But obviously if you're attuned to them, they're gonna be more powerful. That's pretty exciting. and. So you use that in your healing work as well as sound. Yes, yes. And I thought it might be nice to just share a little card with everybody. Pick a card and see what we get. Is that okay? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh every time I pick these cards. Um, what I didn't tell you was the story of the, the, the last bit of the symbols. So we, we channeled all these symbols and they were just like little bits of paper, you know, like scribbles. And I had a friend of mine um, that was a psychic artist and it came to me for her to actually create them. And she said, how do you want them created? I said, well, they need to be like, I said, they need to be 4D. If you can make them like 4D. I said, but they need to be like pearlescent and like they're alive. And they were just little scraps of paper, you know, uh, to my friend and she said, do you know how many they are? And I said, look, it doesn't matter. Just, just do them. So she said, but I've added them up, Sonia. There's 33. And anybody that knows about numerology, so it's like, okay, okay. There's, you know, there's, there's another kind of confirmation here. I need to be doing stuff with this. So uh, this symbol here, and this is obviously the original, that is actually made from children's sweets. So the whole thing about it has been quite magical, quite, quite amazing. So this is the card that I have picked. And I'm hoping you can see that without it being. Yes, freedom and containment. Those are, that's really interesting because it's a, quite the dichotomy in one card. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So as a, I mean, there is words that go with this. They're not on, they're not on the cards, but um, 
the general meaning of, of this card is about allowing to be free and to be in flow. So connecting to that divine aspect of us, but not forgetting that we are a human and not forgetting that we need structure in our life. So it's like being free, but within the structure that each of us needs individually. It's like we're the container. Yeah. yeah. And also not forgetting that there needs to be a structure. Whatever that structure might be, it might be structure that has no structure and that's perfect for that person. But to be aware of the fact that we are a soul having a human experience and that we are in, as you say, the vessel, which is the human body. And therefore that aspect of us needs to be honored. So to, to have the connection and to be free in how we are expressing ourselves and how we're connecting, but within a, within a containment of structure, of whatever that might mean. You know, when this card is pulled for somebody individually, that specific meaning would, would, would then come through. Yes, exactly, exactly. And just in general terms, really, having a life experience, a 3D life experience is a containment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that hadn't really came to me. So, so thank you. Yeah. So can yeah. I just say that maybe we can put out to bring the freedom of spirit here into 3D reality, into the container of our 3D lives? Just, just a little more depth to that little message that came through. That feels pretty good. I also work with sound, which we talked about earlier. And so I'd like to just maybe just do a, I thought it might be quite nice for you to experience and for everybody to experience a very short sound meditation. And I call it a meditation. It's really just me playing intuitively and you just let the sounds wash through you. I think that and, would be lovely. Yeah. And what I was going to play was my little happy drum. Happy is the name of the manufacturer, but I just had to buy it with a name like that. <laughs> so um, this is actually made from a recycled gas cylinder i think you call them propane is that right propane propane, propane. yes okay so i mentioned earlier about how people could use symbols and they could use <laughs> their there's the cat confirming it and they could use any so it's not just the heart soul's heart or reiki symbols they can use any symbols that they're drawn to and work in the same ways that i mentioned before so that could just be the symbol of the buddha that could be the yin yang symbol that could be the om symbol so any symbols that people and there's many others they're just the ones that came to my mind there's many others that people may have in their houses they can use them in the same way the energy has changed and and as long as we have our intent there the, those symbols will work in the same way as as the heart souls are fantastic and some really good tips as well and uh, this one actually is in the key of f major which is said to help us put us into the alpha state so we'll just do it for two or three minutes yeah good so people can have their eyes open or eyes closed for this it's entirely up to you it's more about the sound and i'm hoping the sound quality will come through i've done a, quite a few lives with sound and most of the time they come through okay so cross fingers you can pick up the tonation of it
Oh, that's lovely. No, it's really interesting because there were times when some tones were so rich and beautiful and then it just took me to a really lovely, peaceful place. So I thank you for sharing your drum. I think it must be really powerful to work with both sound and sacred geometry. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is what I found. And the interesting thing is, you know, with the sound, with some of the instruments I play like this one, sometimes they are off key. It goes out of key when the vibration in the room needs to change. And so time and time again, when I'm playing the happy drum and, and the crystal harp, which we haven't seen, some of the notes will be out of key. And then the minute the collective consciousness is in resonance, or if it's an individual, the note plays fine. So it's like the, the notes are adapting to the energy and helping it to transform. And it's every time it happens, it still amazes me because it should play fine, but it doesn't. And, and sometimes I've got one or two crystal bowls that won't play. They're just like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing today. <laughs> it's one in particular that sometimes doesn't play. It's got a lot better, but sometimes it doesn't play. And that's a Moldavite one. And anybody that knows anything about crystals. You have a Moldavite crystal yeah. ball. So, you know, Anyone that knows anything about Moldavite knows that it's, it's an asteroid and it's otherworldly and it has, for me, a very high vibration and helps with opening up and clearing the, some people call, call it pineal, some people call it the third eye, or whatever you want to call it. Um, Big on transformation too, right? Yeah. So yeah. sometimes it won't play because it knows it's not the right vibration to play. That's fine. Your crystal ball has a mind of its own. Absolutely. And, and, and they've also taught me how to tone as well. It's just, yeah. So lovely. Sonia, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend time with you today and to hear the story of your symbols and how the sacred geometry is really shifting things for you and for the people who use it. Thank you for letting me share this and thank you for letting me come on and, and talk about the, uh, the symbols and Sonia, would you like to share your website and your contact information? Yeah, on Facebook, if you just look up my page, is Heart Souls Heart, and you can find me under Sonia Grover here on Facebook. Uh, I have a YouTube channel under the name of Sonia Grover, and hopefully you'll see my face if you go to look for it. And uh, my website is uh, heartsoulsheart.com. So heart, souls with an S on the end, heart.com. Perfect, perfect. Thank you for sharing your heart and soul with us today. Everyone, I look forward to another fine episode of exploring the mystical side of life next week. Bye for now.